Hello and welcome to another episode of the Small Town Tourist Podcast, where we experience and explore everything that makes small towns great. I'm your host, Abby, and today we are talking with the creator of the drink that I've been drinking all year long. We are talking to the creator of God Bless Vodka. It's a Minnesota-made cocktail in a can, and it is just fantastic. This episode is probably going to sound a little bit like an advertisement for God Bless Vodka. I promise you I'm not getting paid by them. It's just something that I think is amazing and it's a really cool story to come out of Minnesota, originally from the Park Rapids area. So it's a really cool Minnesota-made product. I discovered it at the St. Cloud Craft Beer Tour back in January of 2023 and as we were going around sampling products, this one was by far my favorite that I tried all day long. God Bless Vodka comes in two different flavors. There's a lemon lime and there's also a blue raspberry lemonade and they're both so good. I've been enjoying them all summer at the lake. I think they're fantastic and I love that it's a Minnesota product that all started with a guy blending drinks for his friends on the boat. That's where it all began and I'm so excited for Tom to share this story with you today. So crack open a God bless vodka and please enjoy our time hanging out with Tom, the creator of the drink. Every person start by giving me their name, where they're from, and what they do. So go ahead whenever you're ready. All right. My name is Tom Juberian. I am from Park Rapids, Minnesota originally. Uh, now live permanently in Maple Grove, but still have a lot of ties to Park Rapids. Kind of have a variety of uh, hats that I wear. One, uh, my day job is a physical therapist by trade, but I actually work in the staffing side of things now. So I I was a traveling PT for five years, and now I recruit and place traveling therapists and place them all over the country uh, in travel jobs. So basically what I was doing, now I am on the other side of the desk doing the placement of the, the travelers. I also operate a few different Airbnbs in Northern Minnesota near the Park Rapids area and also own the Anytime Fitness of Park Rapids. You're a busy person. A <laughs> little bit busy, a little bit busy, yeah. I always get called a busy person too because I work like four jobs and I always got something going on, but it's nice to meet someone who runs at my speed. <laughs> <laughs> Some days I feel like I might be just kind of running downhill with no ability to stop, but it's good. I'd rather be doing that than uh, idling. I feel the exact same way. So for everyone listening, we're talking to Tom today because he is the one who responded to me on the God Bless Vodka Instagram page. I reached out wanting to know the story behind this drink that I discovered back at the Craft Beer Festival in, oh gosh, was that must have been January in St. Cloud. I like craft beer, but I like the other stuff that gets on display at those conventions. And I tried God Bless Vodka and it has completely changed the game for me. <laughs> That's good to hear. That was a fun event. It was uh, kind of my first one of uh, that type of event. And it was it's really fun to, to meet people and kind of always is a new experience for most people because we're still kind of getting our name out there. And so it's, it's always fun to, to get people's reactions. And, um, you know, obviously, hoping for, for mostly positive ones. I've heard nothing but good things from the people who've tried it and who I've somewhat forced it upon because they'll come over to my house. They're like, oh, do you got something to drink? I'm like, yes, here, you got to try this. And they have <laughs> loved it. So what's kind of the story? How did God Bless Vodka 
become what it is? Well, uh, let's first start with the name, uh, God Bless Vodka. So the name actually stemmed from kind of a, a little event that happened at a Minnesota Twins game in 2017. At that time, there was a, a movie coming out called Buddy Games, and that has uh, Josh Duhamel and Nick Swardson in it. And they were at the game just kind of hanging out and, and watching the game. And Josh knows Marnie Gellner from, you know, they grew up in the same town. And so uh, Marnie was doing a little bit of a sideline kind of hit with him between innings. And uh, when they were done with it, Marnie said, go ahead and send it back up to the booth. And so Josh said, go, go twins, go Vikings and God bless vodka. And you could tell they had 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 a few drinks. And right when he said that, I, I just kind of thought to myself, that's a great name for a drink. So from kind of then on, I started calling um, the cocktail that I was mixing on the boat every weekend, God bless vodka. And it was kind of a, you know, a cocktail, you know, with vodka and kind of all of our friends started calling it that. And it really got to the point where literally everybody on our, you know, little crew of people that we'd go out with would drink the same drink. And so in 2020, my day job got a little bit slow and decided that I would try to see what it would take to kind of can this for me and my buddies. And in doing that research, found that it was far more difficult and far more expensive to try to can something on a very small scale like that. And so then kind of tried to figure out, you know, what it would take to really go full into this because even just getting a formula costs $10,000. And so no way. Um, that was a, yeah, that was a kind of a big pill to swallow of, okay, I got to figure out a way that I can not just do this for a Saturday funny and actually try to get it in you know, in stores. And so with digging into the law and kind of how things worked, I, fi I figured out that I, I needed a distributor because I couldn't just have it, you know, sent to my house and, and sell it like that. So I needed to find a distributor, took a, a long time to, to, uh, to find a distributor. And in doing so basically took my formula that I was creating and they would send me samples and I would send them to the distributors. Finally had uh, a, a distributor out of Moorhead, basically give us a shot and kind of had a minimum order that we had to do. So we're able to proceed forward. Then it came to the point of getting, you know, labeling and those type of things that all has to go get approved by the government. And so you're working with beverage lawyers and found a place to co-pack it. And so it was a, a, an incredibly long journey from the point of saying that, yes, I want to do this. And we have a formula, which was basically July of 2020 to actually having a product on the shelf that didn't happen until September of 2021. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. And to say that I uh, learned along the way would be an understatement. I felt like, you know, I have a, a doctorate in physical therapy and I felt like I learned just as much in these 15 months trying to get a drink on the shelf that I did in my <laughs> classes to get my doctorate. <laughs> That's insane. But honestly, like you seem like the kind of person you're going to hit a roadblock and you're going to go right through it. You're not going to let that stop you from accomplishing something once you set out to do it. Right. You're exactly right. And um, I mean, case in point was if you look at the can, it says GBV on it, not God bless vodka. And I, I often get the question of, well, why is it GBV? And the, the answer is that it, it was a roadblock. We we were attempting to get our label approved by the government and the TTB decided that it, we weren't able to use our initial label, which was God bless vodka written vertically because they said you can't have the word vodka on the can like that because people would think it's a can of vodka. And so at that point, I didn't know if I was going to need to completely pivot and 
be done or what was the case so kind of had just thought about it and and talked it over with the the co-packer I was working with who was kind of helping me go through the the labeling piece of things and we came to the you know thought that GBV would you know be our next best bet and I didn't love it because we really hadn't called it GBV at the time and it just it just didn't really have the allure to me but the more I said it and the more I thought about it the more it stuck with me that yeah that, that it doesn't have to be you know, say God bless vodka in the can, it's almost a talking point of, well, what does GBV mean when you see it? And so it almost is like, gets your curiosity going uh, a little bit more and seeing the can. So that's, that's how we ended up with, with that labeling and, you know, roadblocks are kind of just a part of, you know, anything that you're attempting to get from A to B. So you're always going to kind of find that and, and need to adjust along the way. Let's talk about some major roadblocks, though, going from the world of physical therapy to being a beverage distributor. How did you even figure out that you need to send your label to someone at the government to get the okay? Like, how does someone even figure out that process if you don't have a background in it? Yeah, I mean, Google was kind of my best friend there for a while. Really, I mean, everybody is willing to teach you in some respect, whether it's, you know, going to make them money or not. So I found that, you know, I was looking at companies that would take you from A to Z, basically, where, you know, you had them create your formula, they would take it from there and do the labeling, do the co-packing, find a distributor, but they wanted their money for it, or, you know, they wanted you to pay for it, which at the time really was, you know, not wanting to you know pay somebody to do all of that. And so felt like I could take some of that knowledge and, and start to break down those steps of, okay, I need to, I need to find the, the formula first. And so Googling that and then interviewing, I think I interviewed four or five different companies that um, all kind of said they could do this really just trusted my gut at that point of the conversations and the interviews that I had with these companies of, of who might fit me best ended up finding a formula maker, I guess, a food scientist in um, Los Angeles. And so Los Angeles is where we've got um, our formulas made and, then it was the okay you 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 have an idea right and so how are we going to make our drink taste like what you want because what we were making on the boat was brand name ingredients that you are trademarked you can't necessarily just take them and put it in a drink and so we're breaking things down all the way down to the very bare bones uh level and kind of what is the chemistry of actually this drink and so that was another learning lesson that i was like that it makes a lot of sense that we have to do that, but wow, this is a, a lot more in depth than I thought it was going to be. And so then we're, then we're getting samples every two weeks, we're getting a new can of saying, Hey, is this what you want it to taste like? Then we'd send back feedback and, you know, have those phone discussions. And that's where a lot of that time took up where the first flavor, it took us 10 different sample rounds to finally land on the drink that we wanted. And after nine, uh, I was, you know, you start to get discouraged of, you know, some were somewhat close and then you know, you taste one and it'd be like, my goodness, this is so far off. <laughs> and so I ended up just flying to Los Angeles and I did the, like basically a, a full two hour, just sampling of, Hey, let's, let's do three or four different little concoctions and let's try to figure this out. And, and thankfully at that point we, we got to the one that we wanted and it was you know well worth the, the flight out and back. So that was pretty incredible piece of this whole journey was getting, you know, that first initial flavor to be what I wanted it to be. And then, you know, going on to your, your labeling question that the co-packer that I work with was just so open to, you know, teaching and helping me learn the process because he's, he's done it with several other, 
you know, brands and, and people that they co-pack for. And so he helped me, you know, get the beverage lawyer that needed to write up everything, how it needed to be written on the submissions for the, the label to be approved and things like that. So you kind of just really have to lean and trust on people that they have, they also have your best interest in mind. And um, thankfully for me, I, I felt like I ran into a lot of good people that kind of helped, helped get, get the product from essentially nothing to a store shelf. Yeah, it's crazy that it went from literally mixing drinks on a boat to being a product that I enjoyed on the boat this past weekend. <laughs> right, yes. So what was the initial flavor? Because you got the lemon limeade and then you have the blue raspberry lemonade. Which one was the one that you were blending up on the boat? Yep, so that was blue raspberry lemonade. Okay. Are you at and liberty to disclose what you were blending on the boat? <laughs> yeah, it was just a mixture of essentially like a diet 7-Up or whatever you'd like in that side of things, vodka and um, crystal light. And so we we basically just tried to kind of mirror up as close as we could, obviously without using any of the brand name ingredients to uh, create the flavor that we wanted. So that was kind of the first one and and then kind of took our feedback of that first year and made the, the lemon limeade, which is noticeably less sweet. Um, and that was... Uh, from the feedback that we were getting that, hey, if we're making more flavors, the one one feedback I kept getting was after a couple, it's a little sweet. And so they'd either, you know, cut it down with something else or pour it over ice or um, something of that nature. And so we're like, well, let's just let's just cut this one basically in half is what we did with the sweetness on the second flavor. Oh, cool. What a great story to hear because there's so many companies where I feel like internet will yell into the void like, oh, we want this to change. We'd like this alteration to be made. It's awesome to hear that you're listening to that feedback and responding to it and doing something. Yeah. And of course, I mean, there's there's kind of only so much that you can do with, hey, I'm I'm not a huge brand that's just got tons of money to throw against the wall. But I was looking for kind of what that second flavor was going to be too. And so to hear the feedback of, hey, let's Let's make it a little less sweet. That was totally up for trying to diversify who likes the drink too. So you did the craft beer tour here in St. Cloud. Have you done any other events promoting the product elsewhere? We did the, I believe it was the craft beer tour in Brainerd. And that would have been, I want to say that was in April or May. And then I did a, a fun event in Elk River, which was at their kind of, I believe it was their county fair, but they had a big, or it was at the fairgrounds, but they had a big tasting event, very similar with a lot of different craft beers, but they also had food and things like that too. And it's escaping me what the name of that event was, but that was also a super fun one. But otherwise we kind of, uh, you know, pop around and do samplings at liquor stores and things like that. And really kind of as much time as I have available in my week or day is love to get out and kind of do that type of thing because really you see a product on a shelf and there's you know 50 other products that somewhat look similar so being able to get it in the hands of people on a sample basis really tends to go over well and some of our you know biggest areas which are kind of right now Detroit Lakes and Park Rapids have you know we've done more samplings there because it really shows that once you sample it you're you're typically going to uh to buy it if you like it. And then we have returning people buying it as well. And so those areas are fun too with the the DL and the Park Rapids area, just because there's such a, a kind of a variety of people and from different areas there in the summertime. So it's, it's cool to kind of get it sampled and, hey, I enjoyed it to the lake. Now let's try to find it back where wherever home is. Exactly. You guys got to be sampling up there right now, get all the WeFest people to pick it up before that big weekend. <laughs> Right, that that will be a big weekend. So I actually should get on that and get uh, get in touch with either Lakes Liquors or uh, Seven Sisters. They've both been super good for us. So has Minnesota kind of been your only area you've 
really branched out into? Are you looking at neighboring states right now? We're in, in Minnesota and North Dakota right now. So kind of scattered out all the way to Bismarck. And then obviously Fargo is, is kind of where our main distributor was at. But we've got distributors in St. Cloud and then Rogers as well. So um, kind of anything north of Minneapolis right now has been our cut. The toughest part that I've run into with, with this industry is is getting into a distributor and getting them to basically open the door for you and, and allow you to get a product in their line because they've, I'm sure, got a lot of people knocking on their doors. And so, unfortunately, haven't been able to really get anything south of basically Minneapolis. As far as a distributor goes, the, the kind of hope would be to to expand as much as possible. But that's that's the trick is is getting a distributor to take you, which that tends to be more of a, you know, kind of a leap for them because you're not a, a big Budweiser owned or Coors owned or whatever it might be. Having them just take a one-off on a, a local person is sometimes like twisting an arm. Yeah, that is hard. But the thing is, you have such a great product that once people try it, they love it. See, it's just a matter of getting it to them and saying, hey, this speaks for itself. Like people enjoy this drink. I have yet to hand one to someone and have them go, uh, no, not that's not for me. It's usually, okay, I'm done with that one. Can I have another one? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good to hear. And I, I totally agree. I mean, I, I feel like that was kind of my my thought of even getting started with it was there's really nothing like this on the market. You know, I, I had back four or five years ago, whatever it was, you know, had, had been into the seltzer side of things and kind of just ran its course with me. And I'm like, there's gotta be something with just better flavor. And so I felt like that was kind of what I was going for. It was just something that was still clean and didn't have a bunch of sugar, but you know, also was had the flavor there. Yeah. And it is completely unique. I feel like everyone and their mom has a seltzer these days. And this is not a seltzer. This is a fully flavored cocktail in a can. It's just so good. Right. Yeah. And, and I mean, for me, it was always too about if you're, if you're going to have more than, you know, two or three drinks, I always, you know, thought of, okay, I don't really want to feel, you know, the stomach ache of the sugar and things of like the Mike's hard and those type of cocktails. And so, you know, that's why we wanted to keep it, you know, sugar-free and, you know, no carbs and, and kind of keep it clean where, Hey, you have three, four, five, and you don't necessarily feel like you're full or like those type of things that you might hear from, from other drinks too. Exactly. There's no gut rot, which is amazing. <laughs> right. Right. So looking ahead to the future, are you just looking to expand more, add more flavors? What's kind of on your radar? Yeah. You know, both, both of those things. And I think a lot of it was, you know, we've been kind of waiting to see how this summer went. You know, I've got a kind of another flavor in the works that I'm not really wanting to discuss necessarily, but, um, you know, have, have those, the thoughts and kind of have things in motion of, Hey, we're kind of letting, letting folks that are drinking this and and kind of our sales drive where we're going at this point, you know, I'd love to get to the cities and South first. That's kind of my big one. And then of course, neighboring States would be great as well. It really depends on if we are able to get in with distributors and, you know, the minimum quantity sometimes that distributors are willing to take a kind of a flyer on can be a little bit of a, a burden, but that's kind of the goal going forward is to expand the territory and, you know, hopefully get to flavors three and four here in the next couple of years. That's exciting. Will you just tell me whatever petition I need to sign, whatever distributor I need to contact to get this moving? Because I think more people need to know about your product because you are creating something so special here. And I love that it's Minnesota born. Yeah. And that's, that's one thing too, that I, I really think is, is neat of even when we're compared to other, other brands and things is, you know, being, being Minnesota born and, and honestly really leaning into kind of the Northern Minnesota roots and, and really where it started, which was on the lakes and you're with good friends and, and kind of 
not a care in the world. And I mean, I feel like when people ask kind of about God bless vodka, it can be kind of whatever you want it to be as far as it can be, you know, what you think on a Friday after you're done with a long work week or, you know, it doesn't have to necessarily, you know, be patriotic, but that we, you know, we kind of lean into the red, white and blue, but really it, it's, it kind of can be whatever you want it to be to, to yourself. And for me, it was always kind of a, poof, you're done with the work day. God bless vodka. Like <laughs> that, you know, you're, you might need one type of thing. I love that so much. You guys have such a great message and a great product. And I can't wait to just follow this journey because it's only going to get bigger and better, especially with more people trying it. Yeah, no. And I really appreciate, uh, you know, the support and, and uh, you, you asking me to come on this podcast is, is really cool. I've, I've not been asked to uh, chat about it before. So, you know, it's, it's been super fun to kind of even rehash in my head because I, I don't often think about kind of the journey that, that we've been on of, and uh, really how much we've learned. And I guess I've learned in the last, I guess, started three years ago with, with good old COVID starting there in 2020 <laughs> and kind of forcing my hand a little bit as, as my uh, job got slow. So, uh, yeah, it's been super fun. And the people that you meet and that sort of thing is just a, a byproduct of it too. So very, very, uh, very neat. And I mean, honestly, kind of speaks to, you know, America in general is if you if you want to do something, and you see an opportunity, there's, there's really nothing stopping you besides yourself, right? I mean, there's opportunities out there, and you can learn so many different ways. And really, it's it's kind of fun to look back at that. I love that. That's like the perfect line to wrap this all up. <laughs> But before I let you go, uh, where can people find you online if they want to find your product, if they want to follow you on social? Yeah, so online, uh, both gbvspirits.com and godblessvodka.com will end up at the same spot. Otherwise, we are on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter as well. So any kind of you know feedback or, hey, if you want it in a, in a liquor store, reach out to us via social or even just ask the liquor store to, to bring you in. They should be able to contact their distributor and, and get us on the shelves. So again, appreciate the support and thanks a lot for your time here. Yeah, thanks for doing this, Tom. Quick little story before I, I totally end this year, <laughs> just because it reminded me of that when you said to contact your liquor store. Literally right after that craft beer tour in St. Cloud, my husband, my friend and I, we all went to our local liquor store. We cleared the shelves off of God Bless Vodka, dumped it all <laughs> in our cart, went and checked out. And then I called the owner of the liquor store and I said, hey, you're out of this. Please get more. <laughs> oh, that's great. That is great. Well, seriously, thank well, you so much for taking the time to do this. I really appreciate it, especially on this kind of short notice. Yeah, absolutely. I look forward to uh, hopefully doing it again in the future here when we have more uh, new stuff to talk about. Yeah, definitely. As soon as you get those new flavors ready to go, I'd be more than happy to have you on the podcast again. Sounds great. Thank you, Abby. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for checking out another episode of the Small Town Tourist Podcast. Our theme song is Queen of Our Hometown by Rachel McIntyre-Smith. You can stream her music wherever you listen to music and be sure to follow her on social at Rachel McIntyre-Smith and check out her website, rachelmcintyresmith.com. If you're looking for more content from the Small Town Tourist, you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at the Small Town Tourist and be sure to check out the blog, thesmalltowntourist.com. If you got a suggestion for me of something cool to check out or a story you want me to dig deeper into, don't be afraid to send me an email, abby, A-B-B-E-Y, at thesmalltowntourist.com.